Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A new record, Emma. An hour and 36 minutes we've been chatting. That's not a record. It might be a record. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? (laughs) Might be a, not a record. One record, but I doubt it's a record. Now, we have an announcement. Well, not an announcement to make, but we just want to do a quick thank you because, Emma, we were so chuffed this week, weren't we? We, we got were. the best news. We got the best news. We were just one dollar, dollar, one dollar, dollar, one dollar. 50 cent off our target when we set out on this Patreon journey. We are one dollar and 50 cent off our target, and we genuinely, all sarcasm aside, all up to 90 sarcasm aside, we just want to thank you because it does mean so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You know what? I had totally forgotten that that was this week because it just feels like time has no concept it's just like you know an abstract concept now I was like is that only this week that is crazy but it's fantastic we were delighted we were so thrilled you know what it it genuinely it just it gave me such a boost I honestly was walking on air when I saw what the Patreon was this month and we appreciate it so much because honestly there's so many podcasts out there I know we we, I think everyone at this stage supports podcasts, but you can support all the podcasts you listen to. So the fact that you've yeah. chosen us, we just, we love you forever. Like if you need, yeah. if if you need anything from us, just an organ, yeah, an organ, <laughs> PPS number, anything, just get in touch and I'll give it to you. No problem. Can I thank some new patrons who got on board? So who joined us on this patron journey? Now I can't I can't read them all out, but I'll just read out a few. We have we've got we're in Gareth, Katie, Roisin, Gavin, James, Eva, Eber, and we have Emma. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. We are on Patreon if you want to check us out, but we don't want to bang on about it because a recent one-star review described us as, quote, literally begging for money, which, yeah, that's our brand. What's and your point? Actually, y'all. <laughs> money, money, money. Um, Must be funny. It's good times. How are you anyway? Asher, look at, I mean, we've talked it all through at this stage. I'm good. I'm looking out. And we've talked it all through at this stage. We've talked it all through. There we go. Asher, look, we'll press record now. Go on. I, uh, the duvet, I'm looking at a duvet. Molly, Molly, for feck's sake, we were going so well. And she once again pissed in the queen size bed in the spare room she has this special spot in the bed that she likes to piss on and so oh isn't cat piss just the worst sorry I don't want to start the podcast this way talking about cat piss because you know the next one star review is like turned it on they were talking about cat piss (laughs) yeah we're literally begging for money (laughs) we're begging for money we're talking about cat piss we're not getting any younger no, cat piss is the worst because obviously I've had a few cats over the years and my last cat, who we think I saw, uh, an, does anyone know this cat poster on Facebook just today, but it is the worst. And if they get a spot that that's their spot, they're fucking. 
And literatrice, don't get me started on fucking literatrice. Why does does Molly have, she does have a literatrice, but she just likes to piss in this particular spot. Oh yeah, look, I think she's feeling neglected. Look, mm. we were just saying before we started this podcast, I'm at the stage now where it's it's feeling quite intense, this lockdown. I mean, people talk about things like when the restrictions lifted in recent months. And I'm like, did that even happen? I just feel like we've been in a constant rolling lockdown. Oh, like I saw somebody, I saw somebody say something about like when restrictions were uh, lowered or lessened or whatever over Christmas. I'm just like, that was fucking six years ago. Like, just forget about it. Kenny, Emma. Kenny. (laughs) Kenny. That was seven months ago. Christ. I just had a flashback today and I started laughing. Um, when you said, I know we, I know we've referenced it before, but when you said, looked at me and said, Julie, I can't, you're going to have to carry this. Do you remember? And we had 46 minutes left on stage. (laughs) And Fred in an argument over the holidays, because none of us had the Christmas we were expecting. So we had to make the best of it. So Fred, Fred was feeling understandably fragile because we were all feeling a bit strange. We've been looking forward to seeing our families. It didn't happen. Obviously, a lot of people didn't see their families. Um, But I can remember at one stage, there was kind of a rolling argument over the few days. And at one Mm. point, Fred said, well, well, at least I didn't go off and do a podcast with no plan, with none none and then I didn't ring my partner and my child just to kill a few minutes because it was your podcast and you had no idea what you were talking about and my defense was that's our brand shooting the breeze it wouldn't be shooting the breeze if we had a plan he was like everyone has a plan that uh, when I heard that from Fred, I knew. I was oh, like, oh you knew it was bad. No, and it's to be bad. fair, that one star review did one of the another one of the comments in the review was so literally begging for money and cons. I think it was constantly, constantly failing at live yeah. gigs or something. Yeah, constantly failing at live gigs, which again, I mean, pretty on point. Let's face it. I had done the research, in fairness. And I did, I might have said at some point just to get myself off the hook because it's kind of hard to, I mean, it's hard to rebut that argument when yeah, yeah. throws it at you. At one stage I said, I really wanted to plan, but Emma was like, don't plan, no. <laughs> I probably fucking did, did I? Well, I think at one point, I think Carole Farrelly, uh, you know, because obviously it goes on saying the atmosphere was one of fear in Kilkenny that weekend mm-hmm. because the mood had changed. So growth myself were on the same page when it came to COVID that weekend. Mm. And I think I was standing in the bathroom two meters away from you. And then Groat was at the door. And I said to you, do you think, should we write up something? So this was at 11 o'clock and our gig was at one o'clock. And you were like, fuck that. <laughs> I love when you're hungover and you're like, fuck it. <laughs> and I was like, fair enough. And we all, we all had a good laugh. But in that moment, thank Jesus Garode said, I, do you know what? If just at the end, when you're wrapping it up, why don't you ring Fred and Ted? Well, if he hadn't suggested that, we would have had another seven minutes to fill. See, this is the problem. I need, see, I'm going to I'll put, <laughs> look at me pushing the blame. I need a firm hand. Tomorrow is Tommy's birthday. He is six. Would you believe that? My youngest is six. So that's what we're doing tomorrow. So there's a lot of big talk about that. A lot of talk. Oh, here's somebody. Do you want to come in and say hello? Sorry, I forgot that you were in here. Oh. Hi, Ella. Hi. How are you? Good. Just. Just. Oh, she's get. She's getting wrapping sorry, paper for Tommy. Oh, what a lovely sister! And she's got. A, he's getting a hot water bottle, is he? He's getting a hot water bottle. <laughs> Times are tough. Filled. It's got to be filled. But um, I did look up a story. I, I did see a story. And um, just because last week we've been talking about you and cars and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, this has Judy's name written all over it. 
Oh, go. I only have it. Yeah, a little short one this week. Yes. So you, you hit me first. So it's from, uh, like, you know, now it's always a good spot for them. It's from uh, the Metro, Metro UK. I didn't know you speak le français. Kids are still running around the gaff. Man found naked in car park said he was on his way to buy wet wipes but got lost. So first off, the headline's kind of long. Even I know that. And I've never written for newspapers. But I, I, I don't blame them because I think it needed a bit of a long headline to kind of get I, the story. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. A man has been given a £200 fine after he was found naked in his Mazda in a closed car park. And what he said was an essential trip to buy some wet wipes. The unnamed man appeared flustered when he was questioned by police in Derbyshire who were patrolling yesterday after local rangers alerted them to littering and other soiled items in the area. Police said on Facebook, I'm pulling up next to the car. Officers were startled to discover a lone male in a complete state of nature. So that's what the police in England call it if you're naked in a car. A state of nature, mate. Complete state of nature. Naturally, officers challenged the nude male. I don't know. I don't know if I would have challenged him. Asking him why he was in a closed car park. I'm sure they should have been asking him why he was fucking naked in his car, but I don't know. They just asked him what he was doing in the car park. The man claimed he had stumbled across the car park by accident after taking several wrong turns. You see, this is you, so having just made a specific journey to go to the shop to purchase a pack of wet wipes. However, the male was unable to provide a reasonable excuse of why he was stark naked in the car park during the height of a national lockdown. After finding him, they sent him on his way and told him to put some clothes on. The police team also revealed that they had found a couple who met up for a peck in a Peugeot (gasps) at a closed beauty spot. A man made a hundred mile round trip from Lancaster to pick up his girlfriend in Leicestershire and took her up. Hello, the A511. Ladies, young ladies listening to Up to 90, if any man ever tries to take you up the M5, A5M1, is it Emma? Well, the one you tell him no. A5 you put value on yourself. To uh, Staunton Harold Reserve, now Melbourne, Derbyshire, to share a kiss that ended up costing them £200. Oh, ow. Ouch, that's that's steep, isn't it? That is steep. So it caught yeah, so like for two hundred quid each for a smooch. But the other fellow was naked with, with baby wipes, but he only got fined two hundred as well. So it mustn't matter what you're doing, but if you're breaking the restrictions of lockdown, it's gonna be two hundred. It's two hundred. So you may as well go hell for leather. So this is it like your man was now I don't know it said that there was the area the first man they spoke with and they said that there was um wet wipes and other soiled items I don't know exactly what the other soiled items were and what was in them but there was a picture of a some sort of uh bag this is sounding bad as i'm describing but this is not for comic effect just some sort of bag it looks kind of cylinder in shape and it looks like it has kind of like um porridge oats in it mixed with some sort of liquid now i know that doesn't sound great but that is just what it looks like and the police uh it looks like a man the policeman's hand is in the picture and he's pointing at the bag. I don't know why he felt the need to I was gonna say <laughs> point at it um and get it's into like it. where are we looking? Oh at the bag. Thank you for helping us there. Oh yeah and then there's there's a picture of three police by their car. So they got two they got two pictures. But the thing that this reminded me of apart from you, I was like that's you all over. It I is imagine me. you being yeah. without your bra. I don't know if you'd be completely stark naked but like I remember back in the day from about 
I'd say when I was around 15, 16, I saw, I was approached by several flashers, several Ooh. flashers. You've uh, had a few flashing experiences, haven't you? Yeah, but it was very much within that age group. And uh, it was always in like, it was never a case of like, I was out somewhere and I'd lied about where I was. You know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. You told them you were staying in so-and-so's house, but like you were in fucking Temple Bar at three o'clock in the morning or something. It wasn't anything like that. It was all like during the day, broad daylight stuff. But always the party line was, now I know this guy wasn't a flasher, but you know, like male nudity out in the elements is, it gets some attention as it obviously did in this, like, you know, the police found him. But the party line was always, he's harmless. He's harmless. Yes. Well, this was the issue, wasn't it? Yeah. It was kind of sure never doing crime land. You probably know that lots of these people, these dodge people, they start out as flashers, don't they? I mean, it's well, I'm not saying well, I'm not saying wet white man is a serial like uh killer or anyone. I think he was it, I think he was just genuinely out to get wet wipes. I don't think there was anything sinister going on there at all. I mean, I think wet wipes, you know, I was going to, I was just about to say he's thinking outside the box, isn't he? Yeah. Pardon the pun, but he is, you know, he, (laughs) I definitely think, you know, to me, dry, you know, wet wipes, it seems like I'm thinking considerate flasher at least. Yeah. He's tidying up the gaff. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah, or maybe he, yeah, you see, maybe he was doing that thing of, I don't know about you, but like, if I'm going for a real, like, clean around the house, like, I'm I'm having a rage clean. Like, oh my God, I didn't know what you were going to say there. If I'm going for a real clean around the house, I thought, it's like, Emma, that's an everyday thing. No. Anyway, go on. A real clean around the house, like a rage clean. Yes. It's like Emma should probably sit down and talk about what's bothering her, but she's going to rage clean the gaff. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, I've, I have, like, I totally get it. Yeah. I have had recent rage cleans, um, and myself and Fred, again, I think a lot of couples can relate to this that, you know, it's just getting, as you said, Emma, what day of the week is it? What's going on? It's just an intense situation. And, oh, you know, we do. We've had a few fights where I'm not quite sure what's going on, but I'm down the back room and I'm folding and I'm folding. And by God, I'm folding. I don't know what point I have to prove. You really, you'd never get the gaff as clean as when you do in a rage clean. It's very effective. And the rage clean is good because if you went out of your way to hurt somebody physically bad thing but if you're hoovering and you accidentally clip somebody's foot because they get in the way well they just got in the way yeah and it's hoover a- hoover up an atm card yeah these things happen i was just hoovering oh the remote control ended up out the back of the couch and you didn't know where it was and the match was coming on your car That's keys nice. oh how did that get in there um what's clogging up yeah, my bank the rage clean I think maybe that's what your man was doing I don't know I don't, don't get me wrong I don't think he was doing a rage clean in his car but what I do think might have happened was he went out to get the wet wipes because he needed to clean the car and he thought to himself do you know what I'm gonna do you know when you get really into the cleaning the clothes just start coming off like you yeah. can't be wearing a big hoodie and like if you're really oh, no. rage clean, you're working up sports a sports bra. Yeah, exactly. It's like sports bra pair of shorts. So I think what he thought was, I'm going to get my rage clean on in the car. I'm just going to whip the clothes off for a minute and stick them in the boot so I can really just get into this car and clean it with the wet wipes. I have them now. And I think maybe he was just, he was getting into it so much that maybe just the odd wipe or two ended out on the path. But he was probably going to clean it up when he was finished. I mean, I think, I I think you're actually, I think you're spot on with this thought process, Emma, for sure. 
I think you're going to clean the car. You drive to a secluded car park. You take off your clothes and you clean your car. And that's just what you do. Well, if you're not doing that, let me tell you something. You're not cleaning your car. (laughs) no you're not that's I mean you might think you're cleaning your car you're not cleaning your car you're not you're not so look 200 or not euro 200 pound out of pocket but at least the car is clean there'd be no tire slashing anyway oh thank god it can't be a coincidence that I've moved to Kerry and your car's uh, (laughs) tires are no longer being slashed (laughs) I did think that. That's why I brought it up. I had to listen. I had to do. I had to do something. I know. I know. I know. I thought I was starting to sweat. I did think you were starting to put two and two together with the eggs, but thankfully, I managed to convince you the birds were doing that. Yeah, we're still getting the eggs, and the eggs. Do you know what? Now that you mentioned about the eggs, so we got an old bucket for the milkman to put over the eggs to stop them getting you know inverted commas pecked by the birds but uh and i if please this is an honest thing now if somebody knows where the fuck you can get those covers for the milk delivery the plastic cover with the little handle please fucking listener do get in touch do dm Emma, call, please can we not we have about three people in their early 20s listen to this podcast can we just keep them please emma <laughs> Right, but I had a bucket. We got a bucket. We didn't get a bucket. We had a bucket. We left that outside from, and I said, "Well, I did." I sent him an email and told him, "I've got a bucket out there if you if you want to put the milk and eggs under that," and that was working grand for a while. But the bucket blew away, and I haven't seen it since. So I don't know. So your bucket. So somebody took your bucket. Well, no, I thought it just blew away. But now that you're saying somebody <laughs> took it, I'm like... I've said too much. I have said too much. So, yeah, if you cook, like, if you give me back my bucket, if I go out tomorrow and I just have these visions of you driving up from Kerry in a fucking blue <laughs> to put this book up In my blue yards. I'm trying to convince the guards I'm an essential worker, but I'm a podcaster. Oh, but we sure you haven't been up out in the car much at all, have you? No, I went. I had to go into um, a garage last week. Actually, I went to one lovely garage, and then they sent me to this other guy. He was a bit of a prick, to be quite honest. And I said, "You know what? Yeah. I'm going to take. I'm going to take my business elsewhere, and I can get my own exhaust pipe. Thank you." Because oh, he just you know, He said to me, "I passed some comment like, oh." I can't remember what innocuous comment I passed, but you know, when you're just making chit chat, something about, oh, I can't even remember what, something about, not about wet wipes, which is always my (laughs) go-to, but something like, oh, you know, the weather or lockdown or just something. I can't remember the inane attempt I made at chit chat. And he's like, well, that's one thing, but I'll tell you now, what, it, what really is frustrating is people rocking up here at half past four and expecting me to help them. And then I was like, okay. I said, well, the only reason I'm here is because the guy in the other garage told me to come up here because he was fairly sure that you had this part. They gave me the appointment, which is four. I've come straight from there and that's why I'm here. So I'm sorry I've called at half past four, but I actually was not... I didn't have this information until 20 minutes ago. So that's why I'm here now. So he's like, oh, no problem. No, I'm not giving out about you. I'm giving out about other people who come up at half past four. So it's like, okay, that old chestnut. Mm. And then he said, why don't you ring me on Monday? And then I said, you know when I'm going to ring you now? And he said, when? I said, I'm going to ring you at half past four. And we all fell around laughing. We were good mates. But I rang him then on Monday. <laughs> He's. I rang him at half past three. I Ooh. rang at half past three, yeah. and he said, "Oh, I thought you were going to ring me." And I said, "I am ringing you." And oh, he said, "Well, I thought I thought you were going to ring me earlier." Exactly. And I said, "Oh, no." I said, "Oh, no." I well, I said, "Yeah, do you know no. what? I went to ring you, and then." I, I'm on my own in the house with which is was true by the way 100% true because Fred gets three days out of the time show. <laughs> he doesn't come back for three days 
And then anyway, he said, well, I was going to ring to see about the part, but I just didn't know what was happening, what was going on. So I said, I'd wait for you to ring. I said, listen, this relationship has gone yeah. on for too long. Do you know what I mean? Like, I personally, I know I probably should have rang him before half past three. I yeah. did think of it. But you know yourself when you are on your own, like it's yes. hard to actually find a moment because Ted was having none of it. Whatever about being pissed off and me calling into him at half past four, you're kind of taking the mickey if you're pissed off me ringing at half past three. And then he had the cheek to give out about people calling into him at one o'clock. I said, well, when do you want people to ring you? No, you're this... now down to an hour a day no, that no. you want people this... to call you. These are... Let me tell you the rules. Let me tell you the rules, okay? Because obviously your previous professions are different, okay? You don't have... It's not the same thing with teaching. These are the rules, okay? If your job starts at nine, you get in between nine and half nine. When you get in, you turn on whatever you need to be turned on, whether it's a computer, lights, whatever the fucking DDO is. When you get in and you get yourself settled, it's breakfast. Yeah. Might have to look at things, but it's breakfast, okay? If somebody rings you between... Anywhere around when nine, half nine. No, that's too early. You're in work, but it's too fucking early. The ideal time to phone somebody, if you've said, I'll phone you tomorrow. 11. 11. 10 to 11. 11 is always my go-to time. If somebody rings you at 10 to 11, you think, oh, they're on it today. Half 10, it's a bit like the people that ring at half 10, you know... They wanted to call you at nine, but they've been holding off. And half 10 is as far as they were able to wait. So about 10 to 11, 11 is the ideal time. Okay. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once it starts getting to 20 past 12, okay, it's too close to lunch. So it's gone. Yeah, now. but this is, this is what my friend was telling me. Yeah. Don't call yeah. it lunch either. And don't call like a five past two because I've only fucking finished my lunch. I'm back at work, but I'm looking on the internet back at lunch. So now you may It's phone. scroll time. It's scroll time. Thank you. So now, basically, if you phone me at 2.45, it's not ideal, but it's acceptable. And if it's a second after that, you may fuck off. Because then it's like, what the fuck are you phoning me at? Now, the great one to say is, what the fuck is this person doing calling me at 4 o'clock on a Friday? I mean, that's bad. But you can basically much say, what is this fucker doing calling me at half three on a Thursday? Like you can just, you can slot it into every day. But in my, in my defense of calling into him at half past four, I do live quite far away from Tralee. So I explained that I do live you, far away. I was it's, it, not right, it's not, I'm not saying it's right, but these are the rules. It's life. He You're right. down. He's been winding down since I telling you two forty five. He's well, no, I think having met Martin, let's just call him Martin. That's not Mm. his real name. Having met Martin, chatted semi flirt with Martin because something happens to me when I'm in a garage. So I mean, you know, yes, Martin is. I would say fifty five plus, but I mean anything, anything that gets my car, anything that gets my car. Up that A five M one, I'm willing to I'm willing to take one for the team. So something happens to me when my car is up on a ramp. I just I don't know. I, it's like I just I I become a different person. I'm suddenly I I'm a flirt. I'm a bit of a flirt. Uh, so he had the giggle about ringing him at half past four and all of that happened. And I explained to Martin that I live far from town and it's not a case of me just popping into Martin. Of course, of course, any woman with a beating heart wants to pop into Martin at half past 10 in the morning. But that's not always possible. But I do draw the line because then in the phone conversation, he proceeded to give out about a man who had called into him um, at half past one and the man had banged into something and something about that he had messed up a panel had to get the panel fixed and martin's given out about this man calling into him at half past one and doesn't he know it's lunchtime now my issue with that is surely this man could not have planned the accident around martin's scroll time 
like an accident is an accident, Martin. It's just something that happens. It's it's not. And then also when I made the point, well, maybe he's working from home. He said, well, people have lost. Yeah. Martin said, well, he people need to get a grip. What does that mean, Martin? <laughs> so he's given out about this man who's come in, having had some kind of collision. And instead of saying, I hope he's okay, he's given out about him because it's on Martin's cock. It's like an inappropriate time. So half past three is wrong. Half past four is wrong. Half past one. I mean, you're giving me an hour long window there. Actually, Fred's here. Let's just ask Fred. Fred, if you were ringing a business, say, on a weekday, you have to ring a business. What do you think is the ideal time to ring a business? 11 11 a.m. Wow. (laughs) Because me and Fred are always having the chats. We've talked about this already. Have you been talking to Emma about when you (laughs) ring businesses behind my back? Have you? I have a, well, I had two very short ones, but I might just do one because, you know, uh, let's yeah. let's save this comedy gold for the next week. I'll do one. I might I do the second back one. I to Fred as soon as possible anyway. So. A Tesco in Lanc- Lancashire, and you also mentioned Lancashire. Lancashire yeah. refused yeah. to sell, but a Tesco in Lancashire refused to sell a teaspoon mm-hmm. to six. Liam Whelan of Haslingdon visited the supermarket to grab some spoons and was told he was quote too young and that he needed to be over 18. Tesco has since since apologized for the gaffe. Now what's that about? Too young to buy a spoon? I think this is does Liam have is Liam ginger? He sounds Irish. Well the name I don't want to I I I was going to call your attention to Liam Liam Whelan. I'm sick of this shit. I'm absolutely sick of it. Sunday, bloody Sunday. (laughs) They're going to tell you it's going to make a pipe bomb out of the fucking... Uh, I love that Alan Partridge. You know that Alan Partridge? That one. Oh, I love that one where he's talking about, oh, uh, for the day that's in it, Sunday, my favourite day of the week, Sunday, bloody Sunday, and plays at such a good moment. Every now and again, at least twice a week, I physically stop walking. I just stop in the middle of the road. And I say to myself, Steve Coogan had a relationship with Courtney Love. Do you remember that when they were going out, shacking up? Yeah, I really do love him, though. Oh, love Steve. And love her, of course. It's a given, the two of them. But Ooh, just an I interesting new mix. Um, I mean, I presume the whole spoon thing. I guess was it was spoon- the fact that the spoon is teaspoon. cutlery. It was a teaspooner. It was It was a teaspoon. So not even, like, you'd say something if they were like, listen, I can't sell you the tablespoon, but the teaspoon. Okay, I'm thinking because he was under 18, they couldn't sell him cutlery. Maybe that's it, that you can sell a knife to 16-year-olds. Well, I remember back in the day when I started smoking, it wasn't too bad because the age was 16. And who has ID when they're 16? So, like, obviously we all bought, bought smokes. And then there was a little bit of period where it was 18. But you were already smoking. Like, the shops already knew you, so no one gave a fuck. But I know not as many, like, teenagers smoke now. They don't. I've seen the odd few vaping, but are we so out of touch, Julie? Are the kids, are they doing the teaspoons now? Something's going on. I think Liam was, I think. Are they on the teaspoons? I think he could be on the teaspoon. Perhaps playing the spoons, which is an even bigger crime. Have you ever had to sit through someone trying to play the spoons? Julie, I nearly started playing the fucking spoons the other day. I was so. Of course, you did. You're a one. You're a one woman band. Now, I think. I think with the whole spoon thing, it did get me thinking back to. Do you remember that? Of course, you do. The Alanis Morissette song "Ironic" and the line is like ten thousand spoons when all you need is a knife. And at the time, I remember my cousin informing me, she said, oh, and to think some people don't know what that's referring to. And I laughed along, not having a clue what she was talking about. But only recently I thought about it. And 
I'm thinking it was a was it a drug reference? Because you use spoons, don't you, to melt stuff. Is that why they wouldn't sell him the teaspoon? What? Oh, like like he was burning heroin or something? On a teaspoon? Would that be it? I don't, well, I mean, what, are the guards, what, I don't what? think the guards seize the teaspoons. I think they seize the drugs and the money and stuff. I don't know what they do with the teaspoon. I don't think each, like... Say if you're selling, I don't know because I've never bought heroin. Do you sell? I haven't bought it recently. Bag? No. I've never bought heroin, so I don't know. But do you buy a bag or something? I don't know. You know what? I you always know, it's, not like a star, it's not like a starter kit. You wouldn't get all the bits. They don't sell you the needle and the teaspoon as well. No, I think, I think you have to buy this bit separately. Get, yeah, it's kind of so it's annoying like that. It's kind of a, it's a it's a it's a day. It's definitely a day at the square, isn't it? Because <laughs> you have to go to the various shops. There's not just a one stop shop. I'll tell you something about square. I well, I've gone to the square thousands of times. You are the square. I am the square. And if they want me to be the fucking Lord Mayor of the Square, I will happily oblige. But one time for my uh, birthday, I think I was, I don't know, I want to say 14. Few of us went off to the Square <laughs> for the birthday, right? And we went to the cinema and I think we went to McDonald's. And then we decided that we were going to go around to the village <clears throat> and get some drink. So I think what we were going to try and do, like real, like, you know, don't arouse any suspicion, but just ask somebody to go in and like get us five naggins, you know, like just like scrap, but like, could you just, just a us- casual order? Because that's what I buy all the time as a 37 year old. You know what? I'm just going to buy five naggins just to have them in. And you'd always ask the person. Like although it's like so much cheaper. No, I like to just ration my drink because I have a problem. It's like yeah. a selection, you know, selection box, variety pack of vodka. So we're trying to get someone to go into us or to go into the office and buy us five naggins. We could not get anyone to go in. Anyone. I can't believe it. But what they all kept saying to us was that I didn't realise, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, what they said was there's actually cameras all over here. I can't go in and get it for you. And obviously the guard station is just there as well. So we couldn't get any drink. But then one woman said, no, I'm not getting it for you. She goes, look, go around the corner and I'll get you some Bacardi Breezers, I think she got us. So we were like, grand, okay. So she got us, it must have only been six. But I thought we all had two drinks. We all had two drinks anyway of something like very you know like Bacardi Breezer or fucking Scrumpy Jack or something and we all drank them and then we all just went around and pretend we were pissed but I just don't I don't understand the mentality like I can remember back in the day I don't know well you'd be asking people to buy you drink back in the day and people would buy you drink I mean usually Mm. we would probably target uh kind of a youngish guy Um, in his 20s yeah because I don't want to (laughs) say Men are easily manipulated, <laughs> but like men are easily manipulated. So she didn't even vocalize it with each other that like we're gonna target men in their twenties to ask oh, yeah. by a string. But I mean you weren't consciously you didn't you? Just, <laughs> even as a worldly thirteen year old, you knew you knew you could talk a twenty seven year old man in a Nirvana t shirt yeah, and a check shirt. He's your guy, not the woman in her thirties who is going to call the guards on you. Like, I, you're that's not the person you're going for. You're targeting the guy at the bus stop. He's playing snake. You say, "Oh, I like snake. You like snake. I like drink. You like drink." And then, in like what used to be so funny was, they would then try to hang around with you, and you'd be like, "Oh, what a creep! Like, get out of my life!" You know, we they were so disposable, just but obviously they were. By the way completely morally you know corrupt morally corrupt but I do question I mean whatever about the men but that woman in that situation like because the men let's face it were I would think you know what I most of the men who bought us drinks were 
kind of creeps. Like they were guys in their twenties who should not have been buying teenage girls drinks. But that woman, like, what would her thinking be? Oh, sh- they're gonna do it anyway, or a Bacardi breeze won't do them any harm. Is that is that the thought process? Yeah, I think so. I mean, to be honest with you, she getting out of it because he can't even walk away from that saying I did a good thing there. You know what I'd I mean? Say though, at that, I'd say at that point, honestly, I'd say what she happened. was a guard. She'd been watching you from the station. She was like these poor bitches. No, on, but a bit of that, like I'd say at that point, because we had been trying to get drink for fucking ages, like I'd say it felt like ages because you were you weren't used to having to wait that long. But pro- we probably were at it nearly an hour. So we probably just we probably were just like, please. You were ready. You were ready for your next McDonald's. Yeah, you know, we just we just didn't factor in that that part of the plan would take so fucking long. But I think like we had two drinks each. Absolute fucking max. Absolute fucking max. Well, actually, the, uh, the last thing I'll say on the subject of you, you know, talking about how you had the maybe two Bacardi breezers each and everyone was like, whoa, I'm pissed. I can remember the last all girls holiday I went on, I went to Croatia and we laugh about it now because we talk about how it was the worst planned girls holiday ever. Like when I say the last girls holiday, it was like the last kind of week in the sun that we did together. Mm. Um, Obviously, since then, we've had shorter trips or, you know, disastrous uh, journeys to Colombia where Judy got robbed three times in one week. (laughs) And the British ambassador was like, just go home. Judy, like it's <laughs> why didn't you go to the Irish ambassador or the Irish? There is no Irish embassy. This is the thing. Look, oh, this is the thing about Ireland. It's like we're all like bloody Sunday, bloody Sunday, and then you go to fucking Colombia, which I've heard by the way. I went there before it became a tourist spot. Now apparently it's great to go to, but when I was there, yeah, the people were lovely. The ones that weren't robbing me, and I don't blame them for robbing me. I was there with this hair this skin tone and obviously they see somebody who looks like me who comes from Ireland and of course we are there because we're privileged like there's no yeah. way of disguising it in any other way so like obviously if you are well, traipsing better off robbing you than one of their fucking fellow country people well it's I, I do like this I mean I don't think this is a controversial thing to say but anytime I've been traveling and a fellow traveler has talked about getting robbed because that's what happens when you travel you get robbed yeah. I have never had an iota of sympathy because I just think it's part of the deal that you go to these places and you kind of do get robbed because <laughs> you're privileged and they're not so like it's like you see these people in places like Colombia and you when, know, when you're saying about getting robbed are you talking about like putting your handbag down and then turning around and it's gone? Are you ta- talking? No, about I'm talking about. Oh no! Well, I'm talking I don't about like. Should, I don't think you should get mugged if you go on holidays. I don't think like you do sign up for that. I think if you put your handbag okay. down and have a big long chat with some fella from England and think that you're flirting with him and look around, your bag's gone. I think yeah, that's fine. That's you know. Yeah, well, no, I do think the third time, no, you're right. The third time, well, you're not going to see it as part of a Falcon holiday package. (laughs) No. Mulking, mulking. Maybe maybe we'll after COVID, who knows? Mulking brackets, no knife included. Well, the third time I got robbed, I did have to go to the British Embassy because there was no Irish Embassy. And I had to laugh because... Uh, the guy anyway was asking us oh where were you guys you know the way you're kind of we're all doing the merry dance like we're all skirting around the issue that we're from Ireland because uh, you just want you know yourself you've been robbed that the third time we got robbed we were robbed at knife point oh, in a forest fine. we're sitting there we've had lunch we've had a cup of tea had a few biscuits and eventually the British ambassador was like are you, you were born in Northern Ireland? Like, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And then, you know, we kind of, and then luckily one of the girls in the group was like, I was born in London. We were like, thank God. Okay. You can't get rid of us now. We're one of, we're, we have somebody who's one of your own, blah, 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 even though she only lived in London for about two weeks. So that's the thing with the embassy situation that even though you're all Sunday, bloody Sunday, when you've been robbed, 
at knife point in a forest in Colombia, you're you're seeking out that union, Jack, and nothing feels like home more than going in and their arms wide open. They've got the Punjana tea on. You're like, thank God. God save the queen. God save the queen. Yeah. Back to the girls' holiday in Croatia. So I remember the last day of the holiday, we look back at it as the worst planned holiday ever. So it was so badly planned that one of the girls in the group would say things like, let's go to this really cool industrial city. And we'd go off and go to this industrial city that no, was not on the tour. I mean, the key... The key word there is industrial. Like, why are we going to a fucking industrial city in Croatia? But anyway, we had it was the, such a badly timed holiday that we ended up in this nightclub. And it was oh, apparently there was supposed to be like a music festival. So this puts a timestamp on this, by the way. So at the time, uh, Cascada, do you remember Cascada? Yeah. She was playing on one island and we were like, which one will we go to? And again, the girl who suggested day tripping to the industrial city was like you know what I think this other one's going to be really good so we got the boat there to find out that it was essentially like nothing was going on so the really devastating part of it all was we could hear Cascada in the distance like Gloria and it was just so cruel because there was no way to get to a place where there was people because we couldn't get there by boat full of rides as well so there was a white couch. So the big joke was, was that the only thing you could do was dance on the white couch, take a few pictures as in, oh, we're having a mad time. But everyone involved in the picture, <laughs> everyone involved in the picture knew the truth. Yeah. Now, the next day, we are alerted by friends at home to say that. So sorry, it would have been so the next two days later, because the wow. night had passed. So the following night on this yeah. island, which is basically like fucking Ackle Island, it is tiny. So the only thing to do on this island was to, <laughs> was to dance on this stupid white couch. So we are alerted. Who's dancing on the white couch? Fucking Prince Harry. So Prince Harry had also, he'd also been misdirected to this shit island and he's also doing the thing of like we knew Prince Harry he was having a crap time too but he was making the best of it and he was on this white couch dancing now when we got news that we had just missed a night of dancing on a white couch of Prince Harry he was on the white couch the following night so we missed him by the day so then we said look the jig is up we went on the last like who gives a shit but at least she's would have had like but a crap imagine the photo like with harry and this was when he was in party harry mode like yeah 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 he probably would have been coming back on the ryanair flight with us to dublin like i mean he would not have been going home if he met up with us because he would have had such a good time so we went on the lash and we were drinking this beer and things were getting crazy like i mean a couple of the girls were kissing one another like it was just it was the messiest now i've ever seen it and then at about 4 p.m I didn't kiss anyone. I actually, yeah. I had a boy, I had a boyfriend at the time and I'll just leave a little nugget because this is a strange That's coincidence nice. before uh, I finished round this story up. But I was there, it was like four o'clock and then I turned the beer, bottle of beer around and I say to my mate Maria, who was sitting beside me, I was like, Maria, there's no alcohol in this beer. And I remember she spat it out. This beer just flew across the pool. I had to tell all the girls, girls, we're sober. Like we've been like, this is, we've been, we've been drinking non-alcoholic beer all day, but it's the classic example of it is placebo. Do you know what I mean? Like you, sometimes you can actually be as drunk as you want to be and it's all in your head. They're all scoring each other. Ah, no, well, you know, a sneaky, it's just a little peck, a little cheeky peck or whatever. And it's all, you know, we're all having a laugh. We're laughing with the German guys who are there. And it's all fun and games, getting a bit messy, a bit hairy. And then yeah. you discover we're all completely sober. Oh. But when I came home, I entered this story, I did have a boyfriend at the time. And I panicked because I said, oh, my God, the last day in Croatia, I need to get him something. Mm. So I bought him a salt and pepper shake you know the one of the two people hugging oh yeah that yeah. one no it's Rock- a good one when someone's living at home with their parents as well 
I think so. So yeah. rocked up, rocked up uh, to his gaff after the holidays. I got you something, gave him the present and his face, I'll never forget, his face went white. He was horrified. And I was like, geez, I knew it was a shit present, but I didn't think it was this shit. So then he kind of left fairly, he left fairly swiftly. We parted. I'd go back to Limerick. And then I rang him during the week and I was like, what's the story? Your reaction was so strange. I'm sorry. I know it was a bit of a shit gift. And he was like, it's not that. I'll tell you at the weekend. And I was like, oh, Jesus. So went back to the gaff in Dingle. And he was like, there's something I have to tell you about the salt and pepper shaker. Um, my ex-girlfriend, when she went to Croatia, she brought back the exact same salt and pepper shaker. The exact same thing. Oh, he was like, what is it about me that my long-term partner goes to Croatia and says, yeah, that's him. He, does, he needs to season more. That's like a horror movie where he just keeps like these. Keeps getting the exact same. And he said the really scary thing was it was the same colors. It was like a blue and a peach. Jesus Christ. Emma, my time is up. Goodbye. Goodbye. God bless. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 